Hi, I'm Naomi Simpson and I'm so pleased to be bringing you Handpicked, my podcast. Now, the idea is that people get to ask me any question they like. They put me on the spot. It might be about whether to start a business, how to grow their business, maybe even how to save their business. Welcome to this episode of Handpicked and I'll be speaking to Sasha about whether she should start a business. She's got passion, she's got drive, but she wants to know what the first steps are and what a business could look like. Hello. Hello. Hi Naomi, it's so lovely to finally catch up today. It's really awesome. So Sasha, welcome to Handpicked. And what I'll get you to do is explain to us a little bit about this book you've written and how you see it becoming a business so this is this little book is basically uh, a how to navigate um the uncertainty of living in uh, uncertain times like this but what i'm going to be offering are products that go with this um so for example i've got uh, a gratitude journal um a few little bits and pieces like that along the way and also i'm, I'm planning the plan is to start a course that's based around this this little health and wellness book. So that's in a nutshell, basically what I'm hoping to do. Oh, look, I think that's a really important question. And the fact that you're in startup and planning phase is really important. So what is your first question? Let me know. So, well, really, um, I'm halfway through your book at the moment. And one of the things that I'm struggling with that just bamboozles me is launch. Like, you know, I've um, got a couple of books out there that's sort of different to this space because this is, um, I'm trying to nurture it as a business idea. And, and quite honestly, it's overwhelming, um, all the, 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 the um, instructions for what you're supposed to do. But I really don't know, like, where to start with, with that, how, how you go about launching something like this when you are just starting. So no small question, just how do I start my business is a pretty good question to start with. And I'm really glad that you're reading Ready to Soar because it is a bit of a guidebook. So the first thing to think about when you're launching a business, before you even start, like how and the where is the why? Who is it? Now, if you think about a business, and we've heard lots of people talk about the why, it is not the problem you're solving. And we hear this a lot in Shark Tank. People come in and they pinch and they say, the problem I'm solving is X. Because that does not imply a commercial outcome. And I'm assuming you want a commercial success, Sasha. In other words, you want to make some money. And I think that's absolutely okay. So the first thing is, is what is the job you're being hired to do? And to be able to answer that question before you think about any of the what's, the where's and the how's. Now, the job you're being hired to do comes from, will somebody pay for it? So let me give you an example. And it was done, it's a whole big study um, done in the US and people can look up the Harvard Business Review um, and call it the milkshake study. So there was a a company in the US that it was uh, a quick service restaurant and they wanted to sell more milkshakes. And what they did was go and observe people of when they were buying a milkshake. And they were surprised that they were people who tended to be on their own. And it was between 9am and 11am in the morning. So after breakfast, before lunch. And when they asked them, why did you buy a milkshake? They said, well, because I've got a long car ride ahead of me and our coffee's too hot and a soda goes too quickly. 
The job the milkshake is being hired to do is companionship. They're looking for comfort. And when they understood that, they were able to speak in their potential customers' language. So when I think that you're at this very embryonic stage, a first thing is what role will you play in their life? And then secondly is where they will hang out, like where are they, and how much will they pay for it? And the pay for it is very important, the job you're being hired to do, because you can be solving a great problem but not have people prepared to pay for it. And and unless you can make a commercial enterprise, you know, you haven't got the means, you can't change the world. So, um, so I want you to think is what is the job you're being hired to do? And when you can answer that question, and you must ask more people than your family and friends because they will tell you all that you want to hear so, you know, it's it's challenging, but show people the product, get to places that make you feel uncomfortable and ask for feedback. Would you pay for this? What would you pay for that? And then we can move into other ways of actually getting your products to market. Right. Well, that sort of actually segues into um, the next question. Um, you know, given the fact that the pandemic has just kind of changed uh, a, a lot of the way we do business and so forth, it, the online space is noisy, right? And so how, um, how, how can we seek to get heard? We find our people, but how do we get heard in the context of uh, what is now a really, really noisy kind of a space? Yeah, and, and it's such a good question. And noisy, I think, is an understatement. One could find it frenetic <laughs> uh, and overwhelming, really, especially as a startup and, and, and a new, new business. One of the things that um, I have often recommended, particularly to the startups that I've worked with through Shark Tank, is that they take it back to basics. And one of the recommendations that I made for a, uh, a business in the food space was to get a stall at the local um, market. And the reason why I did that was because they could get customer interaction, hear about their product, but also get referrals. And so to be handing out a thing, a little card which has their URL and says, look, come online to get your refills. So you've people are there's got to be a real reason for people to give up their most precious resource, which is their time. But there is nothing that beats real-time customer intimacy. So I would absolutely say get yourself a minimal viable product, show people, but try and get yourself into a place where you can hear the feedback and maybe sell some. So people automatically think they have to be online Whereas if you can create an offline tribe or people who are advocates, they will take it online through their posting and so forth, of which you can then um, get people to come to you. I don't like calling it traffic. You could hear I was a bit hesitant there. I don't like calling real people traffic. They're individual people making a choice about their most precious thing, which is their time. When you're starting out, like... It can be overwhelming. There just seems like so many things to do to the point that the whole analysis or paralysis by analysis and which I kind of feel like I've reached that point. What do you think or what do you suggest from where your position um, are some of the things that you can do to sort of cut that back and, and deal with that sense of overwhelm and like and I suppose scale the mental thing back down to a more workable 
um, pathway, if you like. I get it. And everybody's got their opinion and they're all the experts and they're all right and you just don't know which way to go. I get it. So here's a lightning bolt for you. There's no such thing as perfect. (laughs) And one of the best ways of learning is just to do it. So, you know, you can learn and learn and learn and learn. And here I am on a podcast giving you insight and questions. So it is a bit of an oxymoron, but the point is there is no perfect. And often we set ourselves up to inaction because we think we've got to have all the boxes ticked. Yeah. It's just not the way life is. And as soon as you think you've got it all sorted, something else will change, especially with your product and what you're thinking of launching. So may I suggest you just have to do it. And the one thing that I say to people is just manage your financial risk around that. And so what is it that you're prepared to invest? At what point do you think you will get a return? Understand your financial viability. But if you launch with a logo or a name that needs to change, I don't know how many logos we've had at Red (laughs) Balloon, it's not perfect. All the big ones change them. And you're kind of polishing to the point of perfection when actually... Uh, I think it was Steve Jobs said, you just have to ship. You just have to ship. And so I can hear you doing the work. So it is time to be in action. And if you make a mistake, just make sure it's not a really, really expensive mistake. Yeah. They can they can be very expensive. You know, a mentor of mine years ago and I I did this big campaign and we sent it out to a million people and we didn't get a response at all. And he said, well, it was a very expensive campaign, so I hope you had a very great lesson. And yes, (laughs) I learned. Don't print anything, you know. So I I did learn my lesson. So just try a few things, get them done, um, and it's okay. You'll be okay. Trust yourself. Trust your ears and your listening. Yeah, that's some pretty sage advice (laughs) and something that I'm going to take to heart going forward. Just on a more personal, slight pivot here, personal note, going back to the pandemic again, um, everyone sort of had to rethink and step into a flexible mode. Something that is a bit of a burning question for me, for you, obviously in your space, there were presumably there were, you know, changes that had to be made and whatever. You know, when the pandemic first hit, we were in the experiences business and nobody knew what was going to happen. And all of our brands, Adrenaline, Limatonic, balloon they all took a hit um and that was the time for us to really call on who we are as leaders and make sure that our people were supported and we were transparent about our communication and David Anderson who's my business partner and the group CEO was incredible at make including me and making me feel safe and so it's, it's the point is we all need somebody who's got our back we all need somebody who believes in us, whether it's a friend or whether it's somebody who's also in business who might understand your journey. So I completely think a really good place for you is to find your community, other startups, people who are with you locally. I walk um, at least once, if not twice a week with a, a friend across the road who also has a business and we laugh and giggle about what happened this week. We kind of get it off our chest so we can show up again the next day because I've got this really safe space with somebody who gets me, who understands the journey, who's on a similar sort of a journey. And then I can be who I need to be for others when I get to my workspace or when when I'm um, working with people because I've got all that, you know, the rubbish out. Uh, and so find that person so you can 
verbalize things, but move forward. Um, because you need to be a leader for others. Your product that you're proposing requires trust. People need to be able to look at you with authority, trust, transparency. And as such, that means that you don't get to wear your um, heart on your sleeve. You do that elsewhere. Uh, So transparency does not mean you tell everybody everything. Uh, In fact, you're not being a leader. What people are looking for is safety and security. And when you understand the job that you need to do as a leader as well, you can be that for others. Wow. (laughs) That's um, that's pretty amazing. Thank you so much for that. It's um, you're kind of talking about, in a sense, it's, it's a big mental shift, isn't it? To go from, um, where you are wearing your heart in your sleeve because you are invested in that process and that vision and then to step into that leadership role where it's just a different space altogether. It really is. That's, That's what I'm sensing. Yes. So quite often and for a long time, it's been all about us for some reason. Just yeah. remember as a leader, your purpose is about what you give, not about what you get. Yeah. And every day, if you wake up and said, who do I get to serve today? How do I make the world a better place? It will drive you that deep, deep sense of purpose and you will give up the worry about yourself. How do you feel about the future, given what we've just come through? What just... I don't think we're through it yet. I think there's lots more change and lots more adapting going to need to happen. I am absolutely optimistic about the future, though. I, I... really believe that as a result of sudden change that people will begin to work differently we will do things what's important to us is different and um, people were making very conscious choices about where they spend their time and their energy and they just don't do things for the sake that they've always done it so I think the power of choice um, will, will mean that Australia New Zealand, we have opportunities, we, we see the globe um, and I am absolutely optimistic. Also for Generation Alpha and the young people, they, they, honestly, they think we're stuck in the past. They'll, they'll have all the answers very soon. Thank you so much, Naomi. It's been great to chat. I really appreciate it and I look forward to um, uh, implementing your suggestions. Uh, I look forward forward. to seeing you fly, absolutely fly. Good on you, Sasha. Thank Thank you so so much much. for coming on the show. Thank you so much. Have a great day. So thanks for listening to Handpicked. You know, it is all about business. Maybe you've got a question for me. Do follow me on Apple Podcasts or um, Spotify or any of your favourite podcast networks. Also follow me on Instagram at Naomi Simpson, one word, or Twitter, Naomi Simpson, one word. Look forward to hearing from you there.